Jen, I can safely say that you haven't seen this documentary, but I have seen a documentary recently about yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I have not seen it. Right. And I'm going to tell you something yeah. that I didn't know, and you definitely will not have known. Go on. Is that the original line was, I will come back. No. Yeah. Can you imagine that in the film? <laughs> I will come back. I might come back at some point. Well, I tell you what, we've been away forever and we did come back. We did come back. Welcome to the show! So where have we been, Chris? Oh where haven't we been? Where have not we been, Jen? Where haven't we been, more to the point? Where have not we been? Where have we might not have come back from? Brilliant. So <laughs> we have we have had a couple of weeks off, haven't we? I think it was well needed and it wasn't planned, but we had to have a little break. And we've come back and you could tell by the enthusiasm in our voices that we are back and ready. Or as I like to say, plenty in 20. <laughs> plenty in 20. Well, our flow was punctuated by the visit of our wonderful American friends, the Escobedos. Hey, well, shout hey, out to them. Shout out to them who came over from Los Angeles to have their first experience of coming to England and my god was that a 10 days we will never forget I'll tell you what it was eye-opening because seeing London and Manchester and England on the whole through someone's eyes who have never seen it before Mm -hmm. was incredible it was just lovely. It, it made us feel very patriotic, didn't it? And that very proud of where we live. Do you know, something really funny happened uh, as soon as they arrived in Manchester. We'll talk yeah. about London in a minute. Yeah, yeah. But when they arrived in Manchester, we checked them into this local little pub, which yeah, is yeah, down yeah. the corner from us. Because there's four in their family and we don't have room for them in our house comfortably. Yeah. So we put them into this uh, hotel, which is kind of like a pub. It's like a country Mm. pub. You know, it's a place that you go for Sunday lunch or a little pint after work, that kind of place. And Cleto comes in, right, who's our great friend. Uh, He's the band leader on the Jimmy Kimmel show. He's he's, a bit of a dude. He's a total dude. He's a total dude. And he goes in. (laughs) I remember this. And he goes up to the barman in Manchester, the outskirts of Manchester. And so the barman comes up and he goes, (laughs) so what would you like to drink? (laughs) Right. And can I just point out at this point that the barman is the same man that checked them into the room, that also cleaned the room. <laughs> <laughs> they did everything. He was also the gardener. He was the chef. <laughs> it was like Shit's Creek going on. Instead of like what, what they're used to in LA, like Beverly Hills uh, Hotel and all that. Anyway, carry on. So he moves, he moves over from the check-in desk over yeah. to the bar. <laughs> To assume his duty. What do duties. you want to drink? <laughs> He's like, what do you want to drink? And Plito uh, <laughs> being proper classy goes, I get a uh, uh, Grey Goose martini straight up with a twist. And he went, you what? <laughs> <laughs> he just looked at him blankly and went, you what? You what? So you want like a vodka in a glass, but with no ice. Like this. This. You what? <laughs> And Cleto's super cool, and he goes, oh, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. He goes, we'll, yeah, man, we'll whatever, that. whatever, whatever. <laughs> and he ended up with, like, a shot of vodka in a, in a basic tumbler. <laughs> it was just, it was a perfect kind of welcome to Manchester vibe. But, of course, before Manchester, we went mm. to London, which was super interesting. But Cleto and Laurie were really clever, because what they did was they organised a tour guide to take them, to meet them at the hotel and to take them round 
all the sites like the Tower of London and the changing of the guard. And I would never have thought to do that, but it was so informative, even for somebody from the UK. Like Who knows London so well? Stephen, the tour guide who came to came with us, Oh my God, I just was so obsessed with him. He knew everything about everything. And I kept like trying to impress him with my knowledge. Like, I was like, do you like horrible histories on Blackadder? And he was like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That day in particular was incredibly memorable because it was uh, Gay Pride during the yes. uh, that weekend, which means super busy, but super fun. Okay. Super fun. Now, it just so happened that our hotel room, well... Laurie and Cleto's hotel room was overlooking the Haymarket, which was on the street where the parade was going down. Was so passing. Yeah, they so they shut down the road and we were like, well, we may see it at some point, but we have London to go and explore. So we went about our day, went for lunch, went to the markets, all these different wonderful things to show them for the first time. And bought uh, all the kids like pride hats and pride glasses and we brought flags, didn't we, and everything. And when we finished with our day of walking around, we came around the corner to the hotel but it turned out that... Well, we knew the Pride Parade was happening. We just didn't know it was going to hit our hotel just as we came back. There was a wonderful moment where we went, oh, my God, the parade's literally coming around the corner right now. So we legged it through Both the crowds. We all legged it back to the hotel, didn't we? And then... And, and then... we got on top of this balcony because they had a balcony in oh, their room which overlooked the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it turned into a bit of a, like... Evita type scene. It was so funny because we were just out there with our hats and our flags and the kids were screaming. We're going, yeah! And the parade's coming down. Everyone's waving at us from the ground. And then we're sort of waving back like manically. And then we were like, oh my God, like, I feel <laughs> kind of like a bit of a star. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the actors and dancers in the parade who were fantastic, by the way. So well, Laurie and Cleto are standing there going, right, we've literally just flown in from America. And here I am standing on the balcony outside my hotel room, waving flags. And like this was Laurie's idea of a dream because she's like she's just absolutely loves pride and everything like that. So we're just all standing there getting into it, and um, I think it was all just a bit surreal, wasn't it? It was, it was a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic trip. Anyway, and... we had such a, an amazing time that that we were a bit exhausted, and and then we had a big party for them, didn't we? When we got back here, so it's been all go. Yeah, that party, I couldn't believe it. I mean, Mancunian weather on the whole is pretty gloomy. Yes, however that night it was just boiling perfect. and we had well, a... it wasn't boiling that's the whole point it wasn't boiling was it no it wasn't boiling it was perfect it was just the perfect all right mate, all right, mate. <laughs> all right, mate. Oh, i've missed this on on mike bant um all of you have been so kind in uh, responding to us even though we haven't been on air for a little while yeah, just saying how lovely. much you enjoy the show and how much we we light up your day. And how much you miss it. Like, how much you've missed it over the last three weeks, which is so lovely to hear. And we're back now, so yay. Right, Jen, what's on the show today? Let's talk something current, Chris. Ooh, okay, roll the jingle. Roll the jingle. You just talk about old things. Well, you just talk about new stuff. Let's not talk about nothing. Let's talk something current. Let's talk something current. Mm. Do you think you've got it in the right key there? I have no idea. We'll only see during we'll the edit. We'll see. That's very good. And that's very interesting. I today, think it's, cause... let's talk something current. Actually, that's the same what, key what, as yours, what, what wasn't was it? What was that? I don't know. I have no idea. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's your current thing you want to talk about, J-Bar? Well, we were, we were talking, we did a little bit of Love Island last time, if you remember. Oh, yes. And we wanted to talk about the word ick. Yeah. Ick is a new thing that's, I mean, I've heard it like over the last 
couple of years, but I, it's really been brought to the forefront of my attention in the last few weeks. So, yeah, the term ick obviously means to be like... Ugh. A bit kind of grossed out by bit, something. Be grossed or... out by something or someone. Yeah, but to, to ick is one way, or I have been icked. Right, I so was you can icked. ick someone. You can ick someone. I could ick you out. I... <laughs> 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 We're back. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I tell you what. The yeah. So what happened in bit Love blue Island for this? <laughs> bit blue for this one. Yeah, go on. So what happened on Love Island? If you didn't see it, is uh, one of the characters uh, is trying to get together with another one. I call them characters. Yeah. They're just young people. Yeah. Um, and she was trying very hard to get gain his affections once more because they did have a thing. And uh, she tried a little bit too hard. And he said to someone else, "Oh, she proper like icked me out." I got the proper ick. Was actually what he said. Yeah. She gave me the ick. No one's icking anyone Such out, are they? A, no one's icking someone out, mate. <laughs> this is, sorry, this is like, I just find this so like, I don't know, just really disrespectful. It makes me a bit sad for them. Like, she gave me the ick. It's just a horrible it's a, way of saying. It's such a burn. Such a burn. If you think back to like when we were that age, mm -hmm. it was, I mean, what was the, what was the equivalent? When uh, someone kind of grossed you out in a way? I but, think you just said, She's grossing me out, which I suppose isn't much better. No, but ick has a, such a, a, a kind of guttural sound yeah, to it. Ick. Ick. It's weird, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. I'm well, I'll tell you what. Just to finish that little section, Jen, I will say ick. I would like to say ick, lieber dick. <laughs> Let's talk something covered. So it's been um, quite a bit of an eye-opening week for... Say eye-opening again. <laughs> Do I keep saying eye-opening? Yes. Okay, I'll think of another... I can't think of another one. No, no. Um, it has been an eye-opening week, a bit yeah. of an epiphany for both yeah. of us. Yeah. And uh, you left a message for me this morning because mm -hmm. sometimes we leave each other voice notes so that we can listen to them on journeys where we're not together. <laughs> so give me the to ick. other people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she left me one today um, uh, when I was coming back from the gym, which I thought was very poignant, and I would like you to tell the listeners what your thoughts were. Yeah, well, it was just when I was young and growing up and impressionable and, you know, learning to become a musician and becoming a woman and all that kind of thing, there was less reference to everything just because there wasn't any internet. There was no social media or anything. Of course, you had magazines, you had music, you had CDs, you had, you know, you had points of reference to your peers, etc. But it sounds like an obvious thing to say, but it suddenly hit me today that... Um, you know, most of all of our insecurities probably come from that social media comparison thing. I just suddenly thought, right, you know, the piano used to be a world of opportunity. When I walked past it, I would look at it and go, oh my God, like I can create anything here. I can mm -hmm. make this beautiful music. I can sing to my heart's content. And now I walk past my piano and I look at it with a tiny bit of trepidation because I think, well, so many people out there now can play the piano and sing and you know everyone's a songwriter everyone's a singer mm -hmm. everyone's an actor everyone can make a film anyone can take a photograph and now we've got bloody AI trying to do that sure. so I was just a bit you know so I suddenly thought god you know and that's me at the age of 46 what about Fred who's 10 right mm -hmm. who's now okay he's not on social media but he does have access to youtube and he watches tiktoks and things that appear on youtube and you think well maybe this is why it's harder for the younger generation to to always stick to things because what they're exposed to is a is a huge vast amount of clips of people doing things that they're really good at mm 
Mm-hmm. And because, like, maybe Freddie can't attain that in Not a even... short space of time, there's no staying power. You know, there's no incentive. Yeah, but and the people he's seeing mm-hmm. are like the best at what they do exactly as well it's not just comparing yourself to your peers at school it's like when i was at school i was probably the best singer in the class you know and the pres- possibly the best singer mm-hmm. in the school which is but why now you go onto social media and there's thousands of people better or faster or more successful whatever yeah, or that you're is creating more content and now what i've noticed is it's almost like it's not even about being the best at, in your genre it's about being the best at being real yeah. Like being authentic. So now it's like, you know, if you don't go on and be completely who you are, makeupless and, you know, then then you're not you're not as authentic as, you know, it's like you say to me, why don't you just whack down a tune and sing it and pop it on your on your Instagram and I'm like, "Oh, cuz you know, I've just put my hair conditioner in. And I don't want to do it with my hair conditioner in." Mm. You know, like <laughs> seems I understand quite, that seems even quite, though you look beautiful. Quite, seems quite obvious to me that I wouldn't do that, but some people like would say well, you should just play the piano with your hair conditioner in and just sod it. You know, yeah, you're not that kind of person. You've never been that kind of no, person. No, exactly. So, so I'd always present myself pretty here's well. Here's my argument. Yeah. If you were to become that kind of person that did that, if you do start playing the piano with mm-hmm. hair conditioner in uh, <laughs> to impress people, yeah, that's yeah. not being authentic to who you are. Being that's authentic true. to who you are is yeah. to make yourself feel good Yeah. and... Sit down and write something where you feel good and you... For For me. you. For you. Not for everybody else. Absolutely. And I feel that I've been doing an awful lot of uh, uh, social media recently yeah. to simply distract myself. You mean you don't mean do social media. You mean you mean Just scroll. Scroll. Scroll.com. Yeah. Scroll. Especially scroll. when we were, we were at uh, Jen's parents this weekend. It's a very mm-hmm. busy house. I'm a bit of an introvert. I like uh, having some time on my own quite a lot and what do you do when you have time on your own sometimes i meditate yeah but most of the time i'm just scrolling yeah I'm scrolling away and I, which isn't healthy it's mindless but obviously we have to use i have to use social media for my job and so do you and so and and for the podcast of course um but what it does do is is you know it, it's it's an incredible thing and it's wonderful to keep in touch with everybody but it's just interesting how I know what we're saying is pretty obvious, but it's just interesting to chat about it, isn't it? And explore, you know, like you were saying, who do we want our child to be? Who do we want Freddie to grow up being? And and how much exposure do we want him to have to that kind of world? Mm. Which I feel, to be quite honest, has probably reduced my confidence in most areas of my life at times. I agree. And, uh, you know, it takes a great deal of strength. And I think it probably does for everybody (laughs) listening. Mm -hmm to actually stay on top of that mental pressure, yeah. you know, and actually, um, you know, have a break from social media every now and then because it's, it's a good thing to do. So, Jen, it's dawned on me uh, that we haven't done a useless purchase in a while, shall we? We have not done a useless purchase. I mean, we haven't told people about our useless purchases. However, we have made a few. Uh, have you? I haven't. Mm. Roll the jingle. Roll the jingle. Did you buy a useless thing? Did you waste your money? On your useless purchases? Don't you think it's funny? We don't think it's funny. It's not funny. Don't you waste your money? Don't waste your money. Tell me all your useless purchases. Useless. Okay, what have you done? Actually, it's not what I've done. It's what we did. Oh. Quite a while ago, actually. Who pressed the buy button? Uh, You. What? But we weren't online. We were in a shop. We were in a bathroom shop. Um, 
I still, I can't remember this. You can't one. remember it, can you? No. So we decided when we redid the kitchen and the bathrooms that it would be a really good idea to put underfloor heating in. Oh, yes. that's the most expensive, Mistake. useless purchase ever. Now, the problem was that if you actually have good underfloor heating put in, I mean, proper underfloor heating, proper, proper underfloor heating, it's usually pipes. It's usually water. It's, it's heated by water, right? But we didn't have that option. So we were recommended to have electric pads put underneath the floor, <laughs> right? Yeah. And each room had its own controller. And so we thought we'd go for it. We're doing this big big renovation we might as well put in the underfloor heating and this is like three four years ago isn't it is yeah it was four, four years ago so we thought this is a brilliant idea we'll have cozy warm feet in the winter and then it became <laughs> very apparent that it was going to cost us an absolute arm and a leg and we're talking four years ago now to actually yeah. put this heating on this was pre cozy livy crisis this is pre this so Nobody's to use the underfloor heating. It's too expensive. <laughs> Unplug everything. Don't use it. So we went away to America for, I think it was a month, do you remember? And we uh, we asked our next door neighbour if they'd pop in and check everything was okay with the house. And when Mike gave us a ring, he said, you know what? The hall is so hot, but the rest of the house is really cold. And oh, I was like, I remember this. that's so weird. Anyway. And it's just the hallway, which is just, a tiny little space. Just the hallway. Anyway, we came home, walked in. It was like a furnace. And I could see the dial on the wall was on. And for some reason, for some crazy reason, there'd been some kind of mechanical fault with the, the reader. Well, it switched itself on. It switched itself on. It had been on for four weeks. Oh, And when mate. we got the bill, it was £1,200. Oh. And then ensued a, a, set, a little battle with the bathroom company to say, would they please refund it because it wasn't our fault that it come by Did itself. Do you it, remember? The money back to they us. paid a remember. portion of it. Yeah, they were really good, actually. They were excellent. But... So it's like the floor is lava. I would say that was the biggest waste of money ever because we never use it and it cost us quite a lot to put in. And now we have a panel on every single wall. Yeah, it's a real eyesore as well. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. So um, annoying. So, you know, they pitched it to us like, oh, and it'll add value to the house when you sell it. Well, we're not going to sell it. We're just here <laughs> looking at those bloody panels every day, not oh, being able to ever turn them on. So annoying. Anyway, so that was just one that popped into my mind. Have you got anything useless to report? Yeah, I have. Uh, mine isn't as expensive as that, no. but it is a useless purchase. Now, it's quite interesting because when I was in my 20s, right, I was well into birds, wasn't I? I was you were. In my, 40s, <laughs> in my 40s, I'm all about the birds. Ah, see what you did see there. See what I did there? I see what you did, did there. Did you see? Tweet, what I did tweet. there. I'm into the tweet tweet birds. I love it. <laughs> I come down in the morning, I grab a little espresso and I go and stand by the window, whatever the weather, and over the past year I have encouraged the local wildlife to come into my garden. You have, and he has got his binoculars as well. Oh yeah. So he proper... stands there with his binoculars and I'm like, who are you? Yeah, I'm uh, who are uh, you? old bird perv. So I'm, uh, I'm... <laughs> bird perv. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, there's a robin. Uh, I never see a robin, by the way. So I'm looking out at the birds and I'm thinking, I'm going to make this a proper bird sanctuary. So yeah. I'm going to invest in some proper bird feeders. Yeah. So I bought one. It was like 20 quid. Yeah. It's a really good one. It's anti-squirrel. So... <laughs> 
No squirrels getting any of those nuts. You know right. what I mean? Nuts okay. or seeds. Okay, I didn't even know about this. Right, go on. And then. this is my useless purchase. I went on, you know, that site where everyone buys everything for yeah. the night. And I found five for 10 quid. Right. They're not squirrel proof. In fact, they're not anything proof. Right. So you fill them up with yeah. bird seed, which as a side note is expensive, yeah, well, by the way. I did warn you. Oh, that's a pidge. Is that a pidge? No, it's a dove. Is that we've, a dove? We've got doves coming into our garden. I'm not talking like the, the white doves that you see in, in romantic films. I'm just mm-hmm. talking like the grey-ass doves. But they have a they have a nest in the tree at the end of our garden. So mm-hmm. I watched them all come down. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I put up these five for ten quid bird feeders, mm-hmm. which are unstable, bad quality, and as soon as anything touches that bird feeder, all the seeds fall out. <laughs> oh, well, that's a complete waste of time, isn't it's, it? It's ridiculous. Basically, I'm having to refill them <sighs> twice a day. Um, and then the pigeons are just clearing up everything at the bottom. So it's a terrible purchase, but it's also sharing with the listeners my love of birds. Why do you copy everything I say? I don't know. Why do I copy everything you say at the end? very cute. You look very cute with your hair, hair conditioner, conditioner in. in. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I was going to say, on a side note about binoculars, Mm. I only found out a couple of weeks ago, because you told me um, at the age of 46, that you're not supposed to put binoculars right up to your eyes. No. You're meant to have a little distance so that you can actually see. Yes. I was like, that's why everything's always blurred. When I like, It doesn't matter you've how been, much I adjust them. You've been pressing the viewfinder like right up to your eye. I have. And of yeah. course, you can't see anything. Can't see anything. <laughs> I'm always like, it's been a huge mystery to me. But now I know. It needs to be like half an inch away from your eye, everyone. That's very cute. So, darling, I think it's time to say goodbye. But I've got a little email from somebody called Carrie Brown. Oh, yeah. Hello, Carrie. Now... I could be wrong, but I think Carrie was the girl that we used to go and see at the photo framing shop in Stockport. Do you remember just before our wedding and she helped frame all our... What? Do you remember? I, I don't, but you remember everything like this. I do this. remember everything. I could be wrong, Carrie. Let you me probably... know. But I think Carrie is is the lovely lady that helped us like with all our stuff I bet the you wedding. remember what we were wearing that day as well, don't oh, you? Oh, everything, mate. Jen everything. just knows. If I pluck a date out of history, Jen will go... No, it was it was Christmas '94 because I was wearing the blue top. You know. <laughs> now I like, do oh. know things. Like, I always remember what I was wearing at a certain occasion, and now I remember where I bought it from, and I remember when I wore it. So I, I don't know why I have a memory for these things, but they really stick with me. So you believe that this Carrie Brown, who has written into us, mm-hmm. is the Carrie Brown from the <laughs> photo framing shop in Stockport yes. just before our wedding on the A6. Fantastic. Tell me, what is she saying? She says, Jen and Chris, I've been binge listening to your podcast. Lovely. And realised that you need some suggestions for something to say at the end. Okay. Which is really cool. I sometimes say, draw bridges up when I lock the door and say goodbye to the world after a long day. Ha ha. It's probably shite, but thought of you when you asked for suggestions. I sit here laughing on my own whilst I'm working away. You guys cheer me right up. Lots of love, Carrie. Oh, I love that. Thanks very much. Thanks yeah, very we're, much, Carrie. We're going to draw bridges up all over the shop. Draw bridges up? What, did she say it to herself in the shop? Like No, not in the shop. I don't think she works in the shop anymore. Yeah. That was like 16 years ago. <laughs> she might work in the shop. She might work in the shop. Let us know if you still work in the shop, Kazaroo. Brilliant. So you know her like on a real personal level now? No, I don't. I just caught, I just thought she might like Kazaroo. It's a bit more in forms, isn't it? <laughs> in what? In forms. Informal. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god! Right, so, draw bridges up. We're going to draw bridges up. Um... No, we're not going to draw bridges up. That sounds like you're going to draw a bridge. It's just draw bridges up for the day or for the night. You know, like you uh, you pull a drawbridge up to stop to, oh. to so she closes the door to her to her life. So we're not drawing anything. Are you joking? <laughs> draw did, like oh no, yeah, drawbridge a drawbridge drawbridges up. I've never really understand draw. What does that mean? Because because you, you draw know the bridge you, you can draw the bridge draw as in pull oh. to draw something. Because you know in the olden days people used yeah. to say I'm going to go and draw a bath. Yes, and they drew curtains as well. Oh, you're supposed to be still draw the curtains, don't yeah. you? Yeah, weird word. It is, it's weird. Way what does it mean, like, just close? No, draw means to pull. Yeah, but you're not pulling a bath, are you? You're not pulling a curtain. You well, are pulling you a are. curtain, and you're pulling a bridge, and you are pulling a bath, like you're pulling water out the tap to make a bath. Wow. Anyway, draw bridges up for this episode. Uh, it's been lovely to be back in touch with you all. I hope that everything's going all right in your world, I like to say. That's nice, Chris. Um, Sending out positive vibes because there's a lot of crap going on in the world at the moment. Absolutely. So if you can, just switch off a little bit and just focus on yourself and maybe get in touch with us. How can they get in touch with us? Well, obviously, you can use the usual avenues of Instagram and uh, email. Even though we won't be on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, you can use the usual. <laughs> well, I'm probably going to have to be on it a bit, Chris, because I've got to put our podcast but out. That's work. Or you can email us at thegearsis at gmail.com. How do you spell gears, Chris? G W R E S. And how do you spell ears? The normal way. <laughs> the normal way. So, as Arnie nearly once said in the Terminator movie, it's nice to be back. I will come back, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying for us, it's nice to be back. Oh, oh it's nice to be back. Get in the chopper. <laughs> I don't know. I need to re-watch some of these films. No, you don't. No, I don't. See you next week! Bye! <laughs> <laughs> I love how after every time we finish, like, we always look at each other. As like, if to say, was that all right? And, and nod frantically as if to say... <laughs> I think we I think got we did, it. I think, I think we did we well. Got... What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> so, Jen, uh, obviously the answer is no, but is there anything about me that gives you the ick? Oh, um, sometimes in the morning when you have a big stretch of the yawn and it's really high-pitched and you sound like a one of those really old actors. What do you mean, old actor? What do I... Go on, do it. <laughs> you kind of singy-songy yawn, so it's a bit annoying. You can talk, you bloody singy-songy yawn, you... Singy, songy, cry. <laughs> Does anything give you the ick about me? You do have a low laugh. Like, you've got such Okay, a... so you've got a high yawn and I've got a low laugh. Yeah. <laughs> every so often, you know, Jen's got a wonderful speaking and singing voice, but every so often she'll laugh. Oh, thank like... you so much. <laughs> every so often she'll laugh and she'll go... <laughs> and I'm like, who on earth is that? Well, that's like you and your yawn. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>